0: I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Admission. How many times have we talked about the tenderloin on this show? I've lost count. The neighborhood has become a stand-in for heated debates in San Francisco over housing, managing the drug crisis, policing. Those are the big, complex, hard-to-solve problems. But even when a neighborhood faces crises that get a lot of coverage in the news, this is still a neighborhood. People live their day-to-day lives here. Families, kids, seniors, and they face other smaller but still real problems. Today, we're going to hear about one of them. Yeah, you're hearing it right. That's a rooster. Entirely harmless in comparison to the different issues in the Tenderloin, but this loud bird has been terrorizing residents in the neighborhood for months. Residents like Adriel Lively, who's lived in the Tenderloin for 12 years.
1: It was like, what the hell? You know, you woke up one morning to a rooster crowing and you're just like, what the hell is going on? You know, who would keep a rooster in the Tenderloin?
0: Adriel cuts hair for a living, and one of her clients is Chronicle reporter Ryan Kost. She shared her pain with Ryan, who thought it was a pretty funny story at first, but then it just kept getting worse. Adriel says the rooster became a neighborhood terror, a boastful one. Because he
1: postures. He, like, gets into this posture, like, throws his shoulders back. Even for a minute before he crows, he's, like, ready. And then he is just so proud. Sometimes he starts flapping. And it's, like, this big display. And it's, like, nobody's impressed. So
0: she decided she was going to do something about it.
1: I think after a few weeks, I... Was like, all right. This is unreasonable. Like, I'm gonna, I'll fix it. I can fix it. I know how to fix things. But like many problems in San Francisco,
0: it wasn't an easy fix. Not even an annoying bird. Adriel's client and Chronicle reporter Ryan Cost decided to follow her journey. What would it take to finally quiet the tenderloin rooster? Does she find a solution? Ryan's here to discuss it with me. So, Ryan, tell me how Adriel Lively's months-long war with the rooster begins.
2: So the rooster first announced itself to the neighborhood in January. And initially, Adriel didn't think much of it. She thought that maybe the rooster, you know, was a temporary resident that the owner would get rid of now that it was crowing. That didn't happen.
1: Initially it would just, it would be early in the morning. Now it's just all day. And then they go for like, sometimes he'd go for five, 10 minutes. And it's like, it's 5am, man.
2: People in the buildings around it were getting increasingly agitated. They would start shouting out of their windows.
1: This guy totally had a meltdown that everybody could hear. Like people, like he was screaming out his window, like, Like, whose fucking chicken is this? Like, rooster, like, I'm going to kill it. He went back in his apartment. You could hear thrashing. You could hear him screaming like, I hate it. I hate it. And like, I feel it.
2: She reached a breaking point and decided to do something about it.
0: Was there one breaking point where it was just like, this is just really decreasing the quality of life for me. I mean, many of us listening to this might be like, this is sort of funny. It's kind of a funny story, but it really kind of impacted her life, didn't it?
2: Yeah, it really did. I mean, you have to figure the Tenderloin is the city's densest neighborhood. It is home to the most families actually. There's tons of kids who live in the Tenderloin, tons of family units. So, All of these people are having their daily routines just completely disrupted by this noise. Not everybody needs to get up at 5 a.m. like a rooster does, apparently. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. so the repetition, I think, just sort of broke her down.
1: It's that level of obnoxious. It's like, I don't know, like water torture or something. You know, it's just like drip, drip. It's kind of like when your fire alarm is beeping, your smoke detector When it just keeps going and you're just, it's a beautiful day and the birds are chirping and then there's like rooster.
2: After she would try one thing and it would fail, you know, she'd sort of give up. And then two weeks later, she would reach another breaking point and try something next.
1: So what
0: ended up being the first step that Adriel took to try to get this annoying rooster removed?
2: So the building that has the yard in which the rooster lives Uh, She described as a little bit run down, and she wasn't even sure if the building had a manager. She ended up finally tracking him down, and she gave him a call. He seemed to, you know, understand that it was a nuisance and said that he would talk to the owner. And for a couple days, the rooster stopped crowing, and Adriel felt like maybe she'd been successful. And then... (laughs) It started again.
0: So she tried to be a good neighbor, reach out to the building next door. That didn't work. So she reaches out to the city. How did San Francisco respond?
2: So she reached out to animal care and control. She was under the impression that, you know, roosters probably were not legal in San Francisco. And I will say that that is the case in a lot of places. I used to live in Portland, Oregon. This is not the first time I've covered urban chickens. And they had a no rooster rule. Um, Oakland also has a no rooster rule. And I know that there have been discussions in Berkeley about no rooster rules as well. However, that is not the case in San Francisco. The city will limit the number of fowl you can have but doesn't really care whether it is a hen or a rooster or a duck or a goose or whatever the case might be.
0: I mean, I'm laughing because, I mean, somehow it's surprising, but not surprising that San Francisco would be the loophole where you can legally own a rooster. Were you surprised by that?
2: I really was. I honestly thought that when I called Animal Care and Control that they would say, oh, actually roosters aren't legal. Um, And, you know, maybe she had just gotten some bad information. But instead what they told me was, in fact, roosters are legal, and that animal care and control is not responsible for noise complaints. That would be an issue for the police.
1: I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, because I have dealt with the police in the neighborhood before about actual stuff going on, you know, like, I mean, this is an actual thing, but this is not a police thing. This is not, in my opinion, the police in the neighborhood have a lot of other things to do than figure out why there's a rooster crime.
0: More with Ryan Cost after a quick break. We'll hear what happened after Adriel reached out to SFPD and which local politician she reached out to for help. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Ryan, before the break, San Francisco Animal Care and Control told Tenderloin resident Adriel Lively that she'd have to reach out to the police in order to deal with the rooster We know that recently the city has added a bunch more police officers onto the streets of the Tenderloin. There has to be someone now who can take a look at the issue, right?
2: So, yes. So she called the police. But what she learns from the police is that in order for a noise complaint to happen, they need to be there while the rooster is crowing.
0: Like they have to witness the crowing? Yes.
2: That is what she was told. Essentially, it would have been on her then to make another call to them, you know, at 5 a.m. in the morning when it was happening. So she starts reaching out to other parts of the city to see if, you know, maybe there's something they can do.
0: Mm -hmm. So at this point in the story, she reaches out to Supervisor Matt Haney, who represents the Tenderloin District and also lives in the district. Tell me how he gets involved.
2: So Adriel had previously cut Supervisor Haney's hair as well.
1: I finally was like, I'm going to just hit up Matt. Like, I know Matt Haney. I can't think of anyone else.
2: So she sent him a message on Facebook, basically just saying, hey, I know you live nearby. Do you hear this rooster? And what can we do about it? (laughs) She doesn't get a response from him, but later that night, while she's at a local bar, he happens to walk in.
1: He kind of looked at me like and was like laughing because he got the message. And he was like, yeah, he's like, I do. I have heard it. And I'm like, well, it sucks. (laughs) Like, what can we do?
2: So he says, go ahead, send my office the information on the rooster, the address, et cetera. And we'll look into it.
0: And then has anything happened since?
2: No. So two weeks pass and she reaches yet another breaking point. And so she decides to post a video of the rooster, <coughs> explaining that she had tried contacting the property manager, animal care and control, the police. She tried dialing 311 at one point. And then she specifically calls out Supervisor Haney by name um, mm. and quickly gets a response, basically mm. saying that, you know, He would do whatever he could to please send him the information.
0: So Haney says, okay, you called me out on this. We'll look into it. I'll do my best. What's the latest update?
2: So once my story about the rooster posted online, Haney reached out to me with an update. Police, of course, can't just go into the yard, even with a noise complaint. They would need a warrant for that. So it sounds like he and the police captain are going to refer the situation to the city attorney, adding yet another layer of bureaucracy to all of this. Mm. If the property owner doesn't respond, they might face fines or even a lien, apparently. In any case, as of Saturday, there is still a rooster living in the Tenderloin. But Adriel told me she's feeling hopeful her persistence will eventually pay off. Apparently, Haney sent her a text. I'm going to get this rooster.
0: Okay, so a little bit of pressure on a politician seems like it may have paid off. Even so, Ryan, this feels a little bit lucky. Adriel had a problem, and she just so happened to have two clients to help amplify it. You, a reporter, and Haney, a city supervisor. What do you think this story about an annoying rooster sort of reveals?
2: I think that when you look at this, Adriel has done so much, you know, to try and address what, you know, one would think would be a pretty simple problem. And if you think about it like that, then you wonder, you know, are we ever going to be able to address some of these much bigger issues? What I
1: feel like is that it is a quality of life issue. I have been in this neighborhood for so long. In cities, you're going to have these weird problems that arise that don't have a clear cut answer. But like, there is a way to solve it. Unlike the, the other issues in the tenderloin are far more complex. Like we can't just install a permanent toilet on every single corner. It's complicated. I fully understand that, but this is not complicated. This is like, you're being a bad neighbor. This particular issue has gotten as far as it has because people don't know who to contact.
2: The Tenderloin is incredibly diverse. It has the highest concentration of children of any neighborhood in the city. So many languages are spoken there. And I think we forget, you know, some of this about the neighborhood when justifiably our focus is on you know these other crises that are happening so you know when you think about an issue like the rooster those are the people that it's impacting the most are these families you know these people who are just getting by day to day.
0: Ryan thank you for finding this story about an annoying rooster and a city that doesn't really know how to handle it.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Ryan Cost writes about Bay Area culture for the Chronicle. His story about the Tenderloin rooster is online at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thanks to him and Tenderloin resident Adriel Lively for speaking with me. Thanks to Karen Creighton for editing this episode and to you for listening.